Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about... Uh, the Boy and the Beast, which was a random choice, actually, this week. Not a bad random choice, either. Indeed. Well, uh, The Boy and... If you want to catch part of what we were talking about, which was the future plans for some of the changes and upcoming uh, things that we want to do with our Patreon-exclusive episodes and some of the things that we want to tackle, uh, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast a dollar a month will get you access to all that bonus content and more now on to the meat and potatoes uh the boy and the beast originally came out in july 2015 it is a movie and producers for it are densuo uh, kotokawa toho just to name a couple studio for it is studio Chi- studio chizu it is an original and the genres for it are uh, adventure supernatural isekai and action with just a smidge of action is actually what I would say. Uh, they also say that you can also classify it as a anthropomorphic because I really can't speak today for whatever reason. <laughs> and the duration is an hour and 59 minutes. I'm really surprised they didn't throw wushu in there. Like wushu? martial arts. Oh, I mean, like we've watched other ones where there was martial arts involved, but that wasn't thrown in there. But I don't see why we can't. Yeah, no, because like you have a very long and when I say long, I mean, years, years long montage, let's call it, where our main character is literally just training unconsciously, subconsciously just training. Right. Maybe because there's no technical structure to it. Maybe that's why there's not that they don't put that. uh well that, there, but. well, that and Wushu is Chinese, so that's also probably why. Fair. Didn't occur to me, but fair. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I was, the only Wushu stuff I've seen is with Jackie Chan and Jet Li, and I'm like, hmm. Which, yeah, Chinese actors. Okay. Yeah, okay. There that, you go. That would make sense. That would make sense. <laughs> I mean, like you have jujitsu, you have kendo, but you know, I mean, it's all right. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, no, 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 it's fair. Um, <laughs> so the premise of this this movie uh, is that people and the spirit world kind of, while you're able to cross over to the area in between, or or via the area in between, you're allowed to go from one world to the other. It's generally not practiced well. And while humans technology and and things like that have advanced beyond any rational thought, ironically enough, kind of similar to here, where when you think about it, my computer shouldn't work the way that it does. I mean, obviously it should given science and whatnot, but like, who's going to think to put a spark to something and then all of a sudden I'm able to send my voice through the TV, through the internet, through 
the computer. I'm able to see images. It's it's like magic. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. But going back into there, um, into the movie, in the other world, there's legitimate magic. Yes. There's legitimate everything. And it's kind of cool, but apparently these other beings, either these other spirits are able to ascend to godhood and be reborn, whereas humans lack that function. Yeah. And it's seen as a, um, as a faux pas kind of sort of well, to try to train people because true. they have an innate darkness. Yeah. And, and it's not because they lack the ability. It's because of that darkness. They, they are, what do they say? They're easily susceptible to that darkness being overcome and taken over by that darkness, which then allows them to, once they're, while they're in that world, while they're in the, the world that is parallel to the human world, I, I think is how they described it. It's like in parallel, it's the worlds are lightly connected and that's about it. And you can get there through a back alley and, but you have to know the way to get there through that random ass back alley. <laughs> yeah. Um, that once you actually develop that power, once you're able to develop that power inside there and that darkness overtakes you, it does, it, carries over into the human world as well. So it's not like you are only able to use it there. Once you're harnessed, once it's harnessed there, it's carried over into the human world. Is yeah, it's what, part of your body. Yeah, it's part of your body. But that's my my interpretation. I don't know if that's accurate or not. No, my interpretation of it was it's like um it's like a, a second hand or, or a third hand, if you will. Um like you might not realize it's there, but once you start using it, it's very easy to use everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no off switch, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but and the power uh, that is being specifically referenced is a power unique only to humans. Yes. The uh, other uh, beast folk, uh, the animal people, what, however you want to call them, they aren't privy to that power. However, they are given a what's what 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 is the word they're they're given an alternative form like they're able to change their form into a more beast and stronger mm. type form i would say like a boon of some kind yeah like a boost yeah um, a transformability if you will where they yeah. revert back to their more uh, aggressive and beastly forms mm-hmm. which i didn't really understand how is a lion going to have tusks and then turn into a bull I don't think he was a lion. I think I think what he was was a boar with a fantastic mane. Well, I mean, like they do have hair. Mm, true, true. But um, so the the story, the premise of the story is based on these two potential masters, two potential uh, successors to the yeah grandmasters, successors to the throne. One is highly dignified with. Uh, Massive amounts of disciples and two sons and elegance in, in, in incarnate, essentially, um, and just dedication. Everything good in life, everything worth being, vigilant, um, dedicated, generous, caring, um, nurturing. He 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 embodies it all. And I mean, other than being the obvious choice. I have no idea why he wasn't chosen to be a successor off the bat because he has the everyone's he's got the adoration of everyone up to and including his enemies. 
Speaking of his enemies, there's one in particular, also a Grandmaster, ironically enough, also in the running to be the next Lord, nope. the one who makes nope. the rules. They nope. are both not Grandmasters. They're both in the running to be the Grandmaster. Oh, the okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're total polar opposites, right? You have, mm-hmm. you have a uh, Kumetsu who's the bear who's the exact opposite. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't have disciples. He doesn't have the respect of everyone. He's very hot headed. He's very, um, very aggressive, very reactionary and everything, but he grew up with nothing. He didn't have family or anything like that. So all his strength, all his talents and everything like that comes from within, comes from within and him being self-taught. Whereas if you have Yozan who has a family, has disciples, has all that stuff. However, when the grandmaster is talking to both of them, you know that there are particular aspects that they are both lacking. One being for uh, Kumetsu, he doesn't have a disciple. He doesn't have a family. He he is very renegade-like. He just kind of flies by the seat of his pan- pants, you know, and goes out there yeah, and no does plan, whatever. No thought, no plan, no thought, no responsibility for anybody else. Essentially, he goes out there and he's in it for himself. He's willing to fight for himself. He's willing to die for himself. Um, one of the cool things um, here, have you ever read, uh, I realize this is off track a little bit. It'll make sense, I promise. Have you ever read a book, a series called The Wheel of Time by uh, Robert Jordan? Do I ever? You might have. Dude, well, I, I don't know we went to different no, high schools, but. No, we went to the same high school. I got expelled. You and I still went to the same high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought you graduated yeah. without being expelled. No, I didn't get expelled. I transferred willingly. My my, my 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 uh, last year. So yeah, I got expelled. Went to a continuation school. Anyway, in that in that uh, in continuation school, they had a book series to read called the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. Cult classic, amazing. In this book, um, men and women have the one power, all that good stuff. There's a city in this book where the one power is not allowed to be used. You can't use it. However, you're able to use swords and whatnot. But the own, the, the boss of that, that city said you can't draw your sword. So all the swords had a sheath on it that, were, that was tied intricately. And it was very easily seen if it was ever cut or broken, unless you know, you're the main character and, and you're able to hide the fact you broke the sword. Um, seal. In this, the reason I bring that up is in... This other world, everyone has a sword, but it's sheathed, and it's not supposed to be unsheathed. And it is tied intricately to see if it's been unsheathed or not. Exactly, and it was really cool. Personally, that that's what it brought up high school memories and whatnot, good memories um, of that book. And I was like, I wonder if they're taking inspiration from that, or if perhaps um, this this series came out first, but. It never under, I never understood why they needed all those weapons if you could never actually use them other than to be like a billy club. In that case, a staff would be much more efficient. It's to help show the restraint. You have the ability to use it. You have the will to have the, the power to use it. That doesn't mean you should use it. And what that seal does is it helps keep you in check, making sure that you're not actually going to use it. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, everyone aside from the bear seemed to be rather virtuous, you know, yeah. well, the bear and the monkey. <laughs> I 
everyone's different. But, mon- Every- but monkeys you are always see- mischievous. True. But you don't see everyone. And to to say everyone's virtuous is not 100% because of how everyone was acting and how everyone chose to exclude or ridicule him in general. But you also have like uh, Izuan's son, uh, not not mm-hmm. Ichiro, uh, but the uh, other one, uh, Jiromaru. One? Yeah. Okay. He was bullying uh, our main character, Ren, simply yeah. because he was different, simply because he was human. And so that plays a part into it that he's bullying him and making fun of him and pushing him around because the fact that he is a human. So the fact that everyone's not being virtuous is not virtuous, at least not right off the bat is very different. He respects or likes those who are strong and have power. And when Ren was able to defend himself and able to retaliate, that's when he respected him. He goes, Oh, you know what? I actually like you. I like people who are strong. Weird how that works. Right. Right. But (laughs) also what's interesting is because, uh, Kumatetsu, the bear yeah, didn't really train or teach him, teach Ren who unwittingly or not unwillingly, but who ended up becoming his disciple because he had nowhere to stay and he wanted to learn. He wanted to grow. He wanted to be stronger, started mimicking, uh, Kuma's moves. And that's what he did to train. And so when he was able to mimic Kuma's moves, that's by the when sound. by the sound, um, he was able to understand and really connect with how he was moved. So at that point, Kuma and Ren started training with each other and understanding and, and they helped each other grow. And the grand master told, uh, Yuzan that because they saw them training and he says to him, he's like, he's not the, you know, Ren's not the only one that's growing and getting refined Kuma mm-hmm. as well. He is growing and he is becoming more fine and he's becoming a better master. And with the progress over years with Ren, him growing, him developing and everything like that, everyone all of a sudden wanted to be his mass, wanted to be his disciple because they saw they, that there was this small, weak human child becoming <laughs> strong and he was the top, top disciple for Akuma. And so it gave Kuma a different outlook, a different view on life. But at the same time, their relationship was very symbiotic and very symbiotic co- or, and, uh, or symbolic and codependent. They they okay. needed each other, but it's also to show that regardless of the differences that they can't, you can still grow regardless. It doesn't matter the backgrounds, the, the stories, who or what you are, it doesn't matter. At the end, if there's a willingness to grow and learn, you will grow and learn. A hundred percent. And the way that they, the way that they say it in here and the way they show it, which I was really a fan of, was the fact that Kuma kind of adopted, for lack of a better phrasing, um, Ren and even gave him a new name because Ren was like, I'm not giving you my name. And he's like, screw it. I'll give you. I'll give you a brand new one and you're going to go by that from now on. Yep. And while unintentional, it it is, uh, (laughs) it's my opinion. And this is a flawless representation of this method. It's the puppy method. Now, if, uh, there used to be a sales thing a long time ago, well, if you like it, see how it looks in your house. 
bring it back on uh, over the weekend if you don't like it no no problem same with a puppy take him home for the weekend see if you like him if you if he's a good fit if not bring him back and we'll we'll, we'll no harm no foul nine times out of ten you get used to having it in your house the tv or a puppy and you're like you know what i i've grown attached i've named him even which is why if you find a stray worst thing you can do if you're going to give him away or try to find a home for him is to name him because then you form an emotional bond and emotional attachment and it's going to screw you up real bad because you're like i named him or her and i now have to give him up because i can't afford him or and then you're like no i can find a way so it it okay. forces a kind of um, connection that was yeah. not there, but it grows organically and it's hard to get rid of, which is why when Ren actually left, um, it hurt so bad and it put him in such a foul mood um, that it yeah. took him off his game. Yeah, but it's uh, that's not what happened. He didn't take him home just to see how it would work and then cut him loose. Like, no, I know, but like it's, it wasn't to cut him loose, but I'm saying that's I, usually a... Yeah, but it, but it wasn't even like that. I'll try and make you my disciple and see how it goes. He asked, do you want to be my disciple? Not even asking him, do you want to come try or and then that's it or anything like that. Like that, that whole method doesn't even fit what happened. Like Kuma saw the kid and he's like, do you want to be my disciple? And the kid decides he's like, you know what? I got nothing to lose. I got nothing going for me. I'm I'm out on the street. I'll follow him. Just see what happens. Yeah. So but what I'm saying is after the fact, when he shows up and was given a name and whatnot. Well, he was given a name because Ren didn't even want to give him his name. Give him a name. He said, Correct. I'm not telling you that. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why he was given a new name. Yeah. Which is. So I think that if, if he was get told his name was Ren, it wouldn't have been such a connection. It wouldn't have been seen as a uh, well, pseudo father figure. Yeah. But I don't think that connection is more so between. From from Kuma to to Ren, it's from Ren to Kuma, and K- Ren developed that connection to Kuma because after their training, after years, he tells him how old he he is. He's like, "Well, I want to name you this now." And Ren's response is, "No, this is what you're going to call me." Hmm. I didn't really see it that way, but that makes sense, you know. Yeah, and I really like the fact that it, no matter how strong your body gets, and. By the time he makes it back to the human world after what three, five years, something like that. Um, it, it, after nine years. Nine years. Nine years? I thought yeah. he was nine years old and thirteen when he came back. Seventeen when he came back. That's why he was going oh. to college. That's why he was applying oh. for college. Yeah. He was nine when he first showed up. It was nine years, and they said this several times. He was nine it was nine years that he was there. I thought he was nine years old. That makes so much more sense. I thought he was nine years old. And he grew like three, three feet and became a mature and adult. And, you know, I thought he was entering high school, not college. So that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, and but it again, you know, it just shows like he finally mastered the techniques. He was a, he was a prof- proficient fighter. He was ba- almost a master of his craft, but he wanted to learn more and he wanted to grow more, not physically, but mentally. And so yeah, when he finally he makes. Thirst. Yep. And when he finally makes it back to the human world, the first thing he does is he goes to a library and he starts to try and read. And he immediately turns to the person next to him when he's having difficulty saying a word and asks for help immediately. No shame, no nothing. Just, I don't know what this means. I need you to tell me. Please enlighten me. Which shows the level of maturity and the 
the mental fortitude that he has just for being able to do that. Because I don't know about you, 18, if I didn't know how to say a word, I sure as hell will still not know how to say that word. If I didn't know how to say a word, I would not be using that word. <laughs> I would find eight different ways to say exactly what I'm looking for, except for the word, because I couldn't tell you what the word is. Exactly. And if you called me out on it, I'd have been like, no, no, I know what I'm saying. I'm using descriptors. Exactly. You paid by the word here. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know, man. Yeah, no, it was. I, I enjoyed it. It was good fight scenes. It was good music. It was good story. Damn thing made me cry. What the hell? Right? Not not like you know blithering your name tears, but it, <laughs> it was no. an emotional. It, it touched you in a good way. It did. It it was it was a. This was definitely a great journey of growth. And what's funny is at the beginning of the movie, or pretty close to the beginning of the movie, is they joked around and and said that Kuma, if he were to become the Grand Master and he chose to reincarnate, he would be the god of tools or a or or a god or a tool god, you know, because mm-hmm. of how he how he lived. It's like that sword, despite it was never unsheathed, meant everything. The fighting meant everything to him and you know that honestly it does come full circle like their growth and everything like that that you see him becoming more and more of a leader a true leader and then also realizing at the same time that ren is not really ever truly complete without kuma and kuma is not really ever complete without ren yeah two sides of the same coin where Alone, they falter and fail, but together they argue until one of them just goes, screw it, I'm going to do it. Yep. Yeah. So and, I thought it was really nice. It was. It was great. The it's music the I thought was really, the music I thought was really, really well done. I thought it was great. It was. It was incredibly well done. Um, but I mean, it, I hate to say it, it's par for the course as far as like movies go. Movies specifically with this, with the genre. Um it's almost like you have to have good music, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't awe inspiring music, but it, it, it fit the scenarios and it definitely did not phone the, the phone, the, uh, the, it's not production. It's not placement performance. They didn't phone the performance and they, they did their due diligence. They got the right people to do it. They got the right music for it, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Usually like in your lie in April, um, they end up putting, I'm going to say random music pieces in it. It fits really well because you're in a music competition, right? But here it felt like the music was very purposeful and like they, they spent the extra time. Yeah. You know, well, like it, uh, it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't short. It was not short changed. Okay. So. I, I would disagree with the music on your lion April, but you know, that's a revisit, <laughs> a revisit for a future discussion if you haven't seen our review of your lie i recommend it it is a 10 out of 10 for both of us yeah first five seconds are just the best part of the whole no i'm saying the anime is 10 out of 10 i'm talking about our show oh that's a 10 out of 10 too but that's for another reason entirely (laughs) um that that anime we anyways 10 out of 10 it was good it was great uh it was amazing the the one thing that I'd have to say, though, that I thought was unique, the animation for this. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's meant to be clean or crisp or anything like that. I, I felt like the animation was meant to be kind of like, fluid. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Fluid it and was, raw. It was motion. Yeah, it was, it was motion oriented. 
Mm-hmm. There was no jitteries or jumps and stuff like that. And there was a few times I when you hit pause, the, the faces they make are, are quite funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, th- th- it wasn't, I agree with you, it was not clean to the point of being obnoxious. And the rawness of it gave it a kind of emotional feel. Exactly. And, and I think that just really helped add to the whole atmosphere for it. Because while you're watching it, you have that raw feeling for it that that just overall, you know, atmosphere just really played well with the music and the storyline, which was really well done. 100%. It is. I don't know if you can get a moral out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get um, uh, a story out of it, like what you're supposed to learn from it. Mm-hmm. It's a good experience. It's a good journey. Um, but I don't really see, hmm, I don't see the teaching value of it. I see the entertainment value all day long. Well, it's a, and it's a story about growth and learning as well as understanding and, and knowing that your strength isn't only through physical strength, but through mental strength, which was part of the reason why that he just didn't choose one over the other. It's. They both had their faults. One was more plain than the other one. Whereas if one constantly tried to grow and evolve and improve themselves to grow, the other one just felt like he was already perfect and didn't understand why he wasn't just chosen right off the bat. Which is probably the the, the issue. What I thought was kind of cool is you have more than one version of the master. Yes. And the nameless master, the, the really awesome rabbit, when that dude showed up, I was like, He's gangster. Like, there's no way anybody around can mess with this guy. He is just one too fast, and two, the way they wrote him, and the way that he just shows up, and the the look just exudes subtle dominance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Look, you want to be a master? I I got five friends here. Uh, go talk to them. You're gonna have to travel all over the world. Take the boy with you, um, so you can learn what true strength is." Everyone had a different version of what true strength was. Yep. One was being was being still and quiet and understanding of the environment around them, like a stone to the point of turning into a stone while meditating. I assume while meditating because I think we saw her later on. Yeah. And she was younger. <laughs> yeah, but you also had others that had the viewpoint of strength being able to just eat whatever it is you wanted to or. You know, everyone had their yeah. own viewpoint, their own ideology behind it, which is, you know, arguably another learning point. Like what true strength is for you does not necessarily mean it's true strength for someone else and that you yeah. have to find out what your true strength is. Correct. For example, telekinesis, amazing ability. The guy in charge of it, the master in charge of the telekinesis was like, look, what is true strength? Can you lift that boulder? I can, but my muscles are weak. So does that mean that ability is true strength? The other one's like, you just have to listen and be patient and react to the world around you. Be patient like a stone. That is the real power. And like, it was one is be fluid like the water. One was be. They, they had a variety of different ones. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of really awesome stuff that you'd probably find on a fortune cookie. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, they were good sayings and they meant a lot, but they didn't really fit, you know, mm-hmm. and 
well, they didn't fit with the characters that we were following. Um, and they were all just discarded. Like, that's not what true strength is. That's not what that is. They don't know what they're talking about. Right. But it, you know, at the, in the end, again, it's like, what is true strength for you? And, and for Ren, I think for him, his true strength was actually growing, not just physically, but mentally, as well as rekindling the relationship that he had with his father, birth father. Yeah. See, what I thought his true strength was, was not in physical or me- or uh, emotional, but in mental strength, because he was able to stay to drive out the negative thoughts, his determination, his tenacity, his willpower. To me, those were his strengths because they and the far exceeded his body and the ability to rely on others when he needed to. I don't think he was ever put in a choice where he had to rely on somebody. You know what I mean? He relied on uh, Kade, the girl that he meets in the human world, to help remind him of who he was. And then she gave him that bracelet that the little animal that he's had with him for those nine years, when he falls on it and he sees it, reminds him of who he is and the strength that he actually has. True. I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting. I liked it a lot. It was good. It was solid. Well, I I know that... I could see the bad guy a mile away, though. Well, yeah. First few seconds I saw him, I was like, (laughs) that's going to be the guy. That's going to be it. That's going to be the downfall right there. But... Ride. Yeah, definitely. Well, I know we could kind of go on, but I don't think we really need to go on. I I feel like... I mean, we we could go on, but we would ruin... What we're hoping is a surprise and a, a motivation touching. for you to watch it. Yeah, a touching story. With a, yeah, with a, mean, it's good. It, yeah, you'd lose. You'd lose out. Yeah. All right. So, on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? Nine. Solid, Solid nine. nine. Solid nine. Yeah, the storytelling was amazing. Music, really good. Yeah, no, I thought about this for a while. I was teetering between seven and nine, and honestly, the the... The animation and the way that it was, it felt intentionally drawn in an emotional manner knocked it out the park for me. I wish I could disagree. I mean, I wish I, I could disagree. Say, I, <laughs> I watched it a second time with two different people and I, they both gave me very similar responses. Like, this is a really good movie. It is. It is a really great movie. Uh, so I'm actually, I'm actually going to marry you on this. I'm actually going with the nine as well because I liked it and it was enjoyable. The only thing that's really kind of keeping it from a 10 for me is how easy it was to see where the ending would end up and like who the main protagonist would end up being in the end. It's the only thing that's really keeping it from that 10 is like, it was a great story. No I twists. loved it. Yeah. There yeah. were no twists. It was, it was, it went on a predictable route. Granted, I was not disappointed in that. Yeah, I was, I, I agree. I liked that. And it, well, I liked not having to think too hard, but at the same time, I really enjoyed the way they went about it because it did not happen the way I thought it was going to. No. Mm. Well, yeah, no, it was just if you see yourself on everything, you can relate. Yeah, it's know? relatable. It's a relatable yeah. show. It's a relatable movie. All right. Now, on to next week's choice, which is a emailed recommendation. I dug the dug this out from our archives of emails from people that have sent it and <laughs> and uh this was on a long list of anime that that we were told we needed to watch. We watched a couple off of there already as it was uh, angel who emailed us a long time ago uh, said, you know, this was actually on their list, rent a girlfriend. And so we're going to go ahead. We're going to watch that. It's 
why not? Because it's something that deserves to be to be watched, and you know, so why not now? Mm-hmm. Rent a girlfriend. Rent a girlfriend. Sounds like a slice of life. It is. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I am. I am. I am pretty sure. In fact, uh, I, I would. I would go as far as to say. Let me double check right now before I before I say anything else. Uh, no, it is not. It is a comedy romance school shonen. Shonen. Yes. Rent rent a girlfriend's a shonen. Yes. Like Dragon Ball Z shonen. No. Okay. You got my hopes up. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You. I'm like high school and Dragon Ball Z esque material. I'll no. watch that all day long. Let me let me let me bring it down to you. Uh, it is shonen anime. While typically. Mm-hmm are fighting not all of them are fighting it is it's their their manga or or anime that are marketed towards um teen men oh there's gonna be jiggle physics so anyways that is next week's choice uh i hope you enjoyed this week's choice i hope you enjoyed what we had to say about it if you've seen it and you feel like we got something right something wrong just plain all got everything wrong or you have a differing opinion, feel free to reach out to us. Featured anime podcast at gmail.com at those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook, or if you want to help us grow and uh, produce some more exclusive content for you, featured anime podcast, that's a uh, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. If you want to buy yourself some swanky merch, you know, and uh, support us in that fashion. Shop.featuredanimepodcast.com. And uh, if you want to talk to us and hang out with us in our Discord, we'll have a link for that in the show notes. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. And let's all be the disciple that we all know we can be. We'll see you next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 